On Shill Kill, we pair a crypto with a riveting true crime case, weaving together the worlds of innovation and investigation. Today, we shed light on a groundbreaking project before delving into a dark mystery. Stay curious and ready for more. I'm Chip Mahoney, and this is Shill Kill, a unique fusion of finance and mystery. If you're curious about crypto and love true crime, this is a place for you. Today, it's all about the angles. Speaking of Hedera, a top crypto project, and also a love triangle where only one person knew the truth, and she was the last person to pay for it all. And I got that for you next. Thanks for tuning in. This is the audio version, but if you like video, there's YouTube, there's TikTok, and I don't know, there's probably going to be something called Flippity Flop real soon that we just haven't heard about. So wherever there's video, I'm going to be there as well. And another reason to subscribe, come back for more, because I will have more for you just about every new week. A new crypto paired with a riveting true crime case, a real mystery, like I like to do here at Shill Kill, because this podcast is for true crime fans like yourself, but also those new to crypto, curious about crypto going to have FOMO when everybody else is doing well so you don't want to miss out and you want to learn this stuff before it's too late so that's what I got for you if you know anyone else like yourself who loves true crime wants to learn about crypto please recommend review and uh, come back for more because I will always have more for you if you have heard me before and it wasn't just a drive-by as I like to say you're dropping the clip pulling the crossover SUV back around on me, know that I do appreciate that OG respect. Although I am a DeFi expert, I promise not to fire back on you with a bunch of technical jargon I know you don't need. You just need to know enough about the project to feel comfortable and make sound decisions one way or the other. Because the thing about crypto is just not to miss out on the opportunity available and don't miss out what I have for you next about Hedera. Hedera is a top crypto project. If you head over to CoinMarketCap, you will see it in the top 30 of all cryptos available. And it's something I feel could get into the top 10 during this bull run that is fast approaching. Hedera goes by the ticker symbol HBAR. And at the time of this recording, one HBAR is about 11 cents. Not a bad price, but certainly not four or five cents. But still, not a bad price for something that I think could do a dollar on a centralized exchange like Coinbase or Binance, even higher than that, maybe two or three dollars, who knows, but it does have the power to do so. But at 11 cents, it's not the best entry point, but still there's some time because if you like quality, you can't find any better than Hedera. It's one of my favorites, if not my favorite choice for crypto, but it's just not a shiny object and I don't feel it's something that people when they've got FOMO, they're going to run onto the exchanges and pick Hedera. I think they're going to pick something else because it's just going to look more attractive. But this one is a working giant. A lot of people will say of their favorite projects, it's a sleeping giant. But Hedera, 
is doing billions of transactions and working with some of the biggest companies. In fact, it has a tech council that features Google, IBM, Aberdeen, some of the biggest corporations there are, and billions of transactions are already processing on a graph that is highly efficient and cost-effective. Now, the difference between the blockchain and the graph is something to consider because if you think about blockchain as going along a freeway and other cars on that freeway, you're going in a, a similar line or direction that traffic can pick up, it can slow during different times of day and so forth, and those blocks have to be mined. So you can think of that in a linear fashion or in the technical term, they'll call it a block height. So from a vertical standpoint, one block on the next. From a freeway, it's just on that, that linear fashion, other traffic, different times of day. And with something like Hedera, a graph, that means that when it's going along that freeway and there's other traffic and times of day, it can also take angles to get to where it's going. It can take thousands of different angles to get back to the place that it's going, like an off-ramp to get back on without hesitation, without stopping. And so that's very powerful and also being very cost effective, it makes it a phenomenal choice for a lot of projects out there that are new ones developing and also other ones that want something better. Because I think when you're looking at Ethereum, the second biggest blockchain out there, that although it's really big and there's a lot of value locked on that blockchain, it's also very expensive. I know they've done things to improve it, but I don't see why you would uh, choose that over something like Hedera. So you've got the tech council, you've got a graph, which is called a directed acyclic graph. And I often say that you should have a DAG in your bag. There's some others to choose from like Caspa, which is in the top 100, but still, in my opinion, not something as attractive as Hedera, a working giant doing billions of transactions very fast. And while the others are sleeping, this one is proving itself and is ready to uh, reach new heights and we could see that rather soon so the freeway example being on there at different times of day levels of traffic slowing picking up this one can take angles thousands of angles to get back to where it's going and with what i see in the transactions there has been no uh traffic problems there have been no congestion problems and in fact, it works very well with DeFi and partnerships there as well, like SaucerSwap, another one of my favorites uh, as well, which is a DEX that is in conjunction with Hedera. So it's got DeFi covered. It's got the real world covered with these big corporations, this tech council. And from a graph protocol, the standpoint of being able to go in that linear fashion, but also go at angles to get back to where you're going while the others still have to mine those blocks. I think that's powerful. And that's why you can get quality with Hedera. So if you like quality picks with the things that you choose for your regular investments or anything in your life, when it comes to crypto, you can do none better, in my opinion. You can get it on a centralized exchange like Coinbase, of course, and also Binance. 11 cents at the time of this recording, still not too bad. But then again, it's not four or five cents because a lot of people have been dollar costing down that may have purchased it at like 25 cents few years ago dollar costing down but once it get back up to certain levels there's going to be some sales there probably not a whole lot of selling pressure so not a bad idea to come in 
at uh, maybe this price right now and think of it as a, a 10x, something that can get to over a dollar. I think it can do that. So that's Hedera in a nutshell. Always have a DAG in your bag. There's not a lot to choose from, but there's some other good ones out there. This one happens to be the best, and I think it can uh, really put blockchains to, um, you know, to think about in another way. And maybe those will be consolidated like big players in that industry. But the graph, I think Hedera could be a household name. So now transitioning to the true crime and the angles in this love triangle. When I think about a triangle, there are different points. And there was a woman named Nadette Johnson, one of her many names that she had, but she was at one of those points. And the men at the other two points didn't know they were in a triangle. They didn't know about each other. But one of them ended up dead, and that was Bill McLaughlin, murdered in 1994, and the other in jail. And it took quite a few years for investigators to get back to that angle and find out how Nanette was responsible, or at least the name that she was using. And I got that for you next. You had to know how to work some angles if you wanted to set up the murder of a man like Bill McLaughlin inside of his home in Newport Beach where he was murdered in his kitchen in 1994 and not have him see it coming where he's in his bathrobe just getting something from the kitchen and the next thing that happens is he's unloaded with several shots to his body by an intruder. And so that's the setup to get there you have to work some angles. You've got to have some experience. It can't be your first one. And certainly Nanette Johnson, the name that she was going by at that time, uh, she had other names like Packard and so forth, but this wasn't her first rodeo. This was where she had worked up her skill set. She knew how to work the angles. She knew how to manipulate men, like the prosecutor would later say, that she was a manipulator of men, and she knew how to do that. So a guy like Bill, who was about 55 years old at that time, he was just living his best second life. Or maybe it was his third act or his fourth act, I don't know, but he had gone through a contentious divorce, had a couple kids. He came out of the other side. He had a lot of money. Uh, he had more coming to him because earlier on in his life, he had developed something that uh, worked in the medical field where it separated uh, blood and plasma like a machine that he invented and he was rather successful with that he had earned a lot of money but he had a lot more money coming to him he was definitely a millionaire but he had a lot more coming and before that uh, murder around 1991 or so uh, there was an ad in a singles magazine that Nanette had placed and I think the title summed it up where it said you take care of me and I'll take care of you and certainly she did take care of him, but not in the way that he had ever dreamed. He was just looking for that next best chapter that never materialized. So Nanette knew what she was doing. She had years of experience. She went from those uh, minor frauds like the check frauds and the scams and found that working men, whether they were rich men or poor men or anything in between, just by manipulating them, she could climb her way up the ladder of what she wanted which is what she coveted like just about everybody else they want a nice home they want the trappings that go with it so that ad worked for her and she found bill like the bait in the water the, the nice dress and the outfit a young girl that was the bait he took that bait 
and for a while it worked. Um, they had a pretty nice life, and she eventually found her way into working his books, where she was doing accounting work for him. But she had an agenda. She had an angle that she was working. It wasn't to balance everything or get the taxes right. It was to cut herself a lot of checks. And she got to the point where she was writing hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of checks. And Bill was making a lot more than that. So maybe he wasn't keeping a close eye on it. And maybe because he was in love and they had this nice life together, maybe he just didn't pay attention. Maybe he was distracted. But she was writing big checks to her embezzling money and escalating that fraud, going from minor check fraud into working various schemes to now having her hand in the cookie jar, bigger sums of money, and she was getting it. Now, later on, when this would play out in court, many years later, there would be uh, the prosecution and defense talking about, well, Bill had not only that money, but he had $10 million or so coming in life insurance, which she was a beneficiary of. So why would she want to miss out on that? And the reason why is because Bill wasn't as dumb as she thought. He wasn't as distracted as she thought. And he was learning of her fraud as it was going. And by the time that he was murdered, uh, he probably knew all about it and was going to confront her and that's why he had to die so the clock was ticking yeah she wanted uh, that transfer on death uh, of a beneficiary the way that it would naturally happen for anybody uh, but the clock was ticking because Bill was had found out about what she was doing those checks that she was writing and he was uh, concerned about it and I do believe that uh, that time for her to uh, fess up to what was going on that he was going to confront her but he was murdered before that happened so he had to die there was a reason he had to die because she wasn't as crafty as she thought and bill was a lot smarter than her because this was a guy who invented a machine that separated blood and plasma i think in the 1980s and later on he was seeing the returns of that and had even more money coming to him if uh, some of the details could have worked out in the business agreement. So he was wealthy, but he was getting more wealthy. And coming out of that contentious divorce and looking on the other side of things, things looked really good, really good from where he was. So for a time it worked with Nanette, but she was also working another man named Eric Naposky, who was a younger man who was more of a fit for her physically, but financially, it just wasn't going to cut it because he didn't have any money. He was a bouncer at a local bar. He was a former football player that didn't really play too much in the NFL, maybe a few games and didn't have a lot of money. He was just bouncing around town like he was bouncing at the bar, but she had him for a boy toy and he was one of those angles in that love triangle. Now, it's not a traditional triangle where there's this competing for love and they all know about each other it's just that she had these men at different points and when she was working the angles she worked those angles and they didn't know about each other like you would see in a traditional love triangle but nonetheless she had those men and maybe she had more of an octagon as well maybe there are other men out there that I'm unaware of or investigators aren't aware of but she knew how to manipulate men they said that in court prosecutors said that about her and so Eric was convinced that Bill was abusing her and that 
you know, if Bill was just out of the picture, then they could live their life together. Well, isn't that convenient? Now that uh, Bill is finding out about what's going on, that she's writing checks for not $500, but half a million, 250000 Those are big checks. He's finding out about that stuff. He has to die. So she has to tell Eric that this guy's abusing me and please help. And only if he were out of the picture, then we could be together and have our best life, what we want together. And he was convinced of that. And it really did seem that way. So it got to the point where Bill had to die. How was he going to die? And years later, they would only figure this out because for 15 years after his death, 1994 to, I believe, 2009, it was a real mystery. They didn't know what happened, who done it, but there were some key things that did play out, particularly the keys to Bill's property, one to the gate went to the home itself where they did find out that Naposky had made a copy at one of the local hardware stores. And these uh, keys originally, uh, the original keys were left inside uh, the locks as well. So one of them they knew was an original key that must have belonged to Nanette. So they kind of figured out because of the ways the keys were copied and the original key as well, that it did really point back to Nanette and this guy, Eric. He supposedly did confess to a neighbor that he did kill someone and it took a while to kind of work that out. But in the freeway example, I talked about Hedera. Investigators in this case as well did a freeway test. They did that from a local Denny's where he said he had made a phone call. They drove the distance between these points and tried to figure out, did he have the time from that phone call uh, to get to Bill's property and back? So. They did the freeway test. They drove in their vehicle. They tested out the time and they were really tracking Eric as the killer. And that's really kind of how this came together, how these angles came back to the road of a guilty verdict against Eric for the murder because he was the one who was the trigger man. He was inside the home. He's the guy who pulled out the gun on Bill, who was in his bathrobe, and shot him multiple times. He was the intruder. But Nanette was the setup person. She was the setup queen. She was the one that got this all together. Otherwise, if she's not involved, then Eric doesn't know who Bill is. And Bill doesn't die. He's just with somebody else. He's trying to live that best second life with somebody else there. But because he met her, she knows Eric, He's the trigger man, and he thinks if Bill is out of the picture, then he's going to get a lot of money as well because he's rich. It's going to go right to Nanette, and then they're going to be together so they can live their life together. They're younger. They're going to have a bunch of money, and this is how they're going to live. No more paycheck to paycheck. No more things not working out. No more minor frauds, and no more bouncing at the local bars. I'm going to have the house. I'm going to have it. We're going to have it together. Well, that's what she pitched to Eric, and he took that pitch. He worked with it. He was the guy who copied the key. He's the intruder into the home. He's the guy here that fired the gun. And about 15 years later, in court, they brought up uh, those charges and did find him guilty. And with Nanette, she was ultimately found guilty uh, and got life in prison for 
the setup, although she did not pull the trigger, she pulled the strings. She put this all in motion. She set up these angles and she made sure that the angles that she was working could work out for her benefit. And for about 15 years or so, they did. She was free. She was living her best life in Southern California. And she was very surprised when she got a knock on that door and she's trying to live that normal life, but she's a murderer. She's a setup queen. She's a fraudster. And she put one guy in the ground and another guy in prison for life. Even though Eric's the murderer and he pulled the trigger, like I said, he wouldn't have known that or done that unless Nanette brought the whole thing together. And so you had to have angles to work a guy like Bill McLaughlin because he was very smart, very intelligent, invented something. A lot of people do stuff, but very few people invent things that actually work out. And he did. Another side note to this story is that after the tragic loss of Bill in 1994, his young son at that time, who was in the home at the time in 1994 when Bill was killed, his name was Kevin. He had a, a brain injury because he was a typical Southern California kid on a skateboard and he was skateboarding one day in his early teens, I believe, and was hit by a car. And that accident injured him and caused some brain damage. So it really altered his life. And so he was inside the home with his father. And the reason why he was there is because they were going to have dinner together that night when Nanette knew that he would be out at a, I think it was an AA meeting, but he decided to skip that meeting and just stay home with his father. So Nanette was planning that he would be out of the home. He was there. He was there when his father was killed. And then years later in Hawaii on a beach in not a deep water, really, he drowned. So it was very tragic for this family and for the life of Bill who lived a life and had a family that so many people would desire to have. But only because Nanette was in his life did he lose his life and this tragedy happened. So you had to work angles, and she certainly did. But investigators worked their angles. They got on the freeway. They did the tests, and they got to her. They got Eric. And unfortunately, even though the guy killed Bill, he probably wouldn't have done that unless was set up by Nanette Johnson or whatever name she was using, but at that time was Nanette Johnson. So thanks for listening to this parent. I hope you liked it. I'll have more for you on Shill Kill. Come back for more. I'll have more for you, but on this one, I'm out. Thank you. Don't forget to subscribe and join us again as we uncover the fascinating connection between two seemingly disparate worlds. Until next time.